three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Welcome to the podcast, Mrs. Coleman. Thank you. It's been a long time. It feels like. Seems like forever. Yeah. How, how have you been in the last year? Or I guess I'd say in this year, 2021, as we're kind of wrapping it up. Ah, it's, it's, it's been a good year, actually. Um, in spite of the pandemic, I've been real busy. Um, still doing my community work, still uh, working my job, enjoying what I do on my job. And I think I've kind of changed careers since the last time I spoke with you. I think before I may have still been in IT and now I'm in risk management and I absolutely love it. What What's uh, what's the big difference from like risk management and IT, like making that switch? Risk management, um, I love it because it's the way I think. <laughs> so it's kind of like asking the question. People always look at things from a perspective of if I do all of these steps, I'll get to my goal. And they never think that something can go wrong. So risk management asks the question, what could possibly go wrong and how can we manage that to make sure that's where my brain thinks anyway. So it was a perfect career swap for me. I love IT, still love IT. But I, I noticed it was no career growth at the company I was at, and I wanted to continue to grow. And so I knew that I needed to kind of find something different in order to continue to expand and to grow and to have some uh, promotional act- opportunities. And it was well worth it. That's awesome. So it seems like with with risk management, you kind of get to find like, oh, like what problem can I solve today? <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> you, you pretty much are brainstorming different things and trying to make sure that they don't happen, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to de- deter you from what it is you're trying to accomplish. So I love it. Gotcha. Nice. I like I like your uh, outfit for today. It looks nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say you thank got you. The, the clean vest and the, the earrings. It's a good look. Well, you know me. I always like to dress professional, so that hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> So what what else happened for you? Um, well, before I, I get too far ahead, let me ask you this question. I always like to ask every guest on the podcast, and then we'll we'll catch up. Since I think it's been maybe 2018 since I've seen you. Wow! Yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, maybe longer. But one question I love to ask every guest is, "Who do you say you are?" Wow! I guess the first thing that comes to mind is overcomer because I don't know if you knew at that time, but I was going through cancer treatments at that time in 2018. And so that was a lot. And um, after coming through that and overcoming that, because I'm in remission, I just feel like anything that I want to do, I'm going to do it. And anything that um, I would think could possibly prevent me from doing that, I'm going to move it out the way so that I can do what I want to do. So overcomer, I guess, would be that one word that kind of sticks out because I was able to overcome that and overcome career obstacles and even overcome um, COVID because many people are not here. So it's a blessing just to be here. Yeah. 
Uh, well said. I think you may have shared that with me briefly before I, I, I went a different way, but definitely glad you're here and just grateful to know you as a person because like it, it's been a couple years and the fact that you went from getting cancer treatment, working in IT to then pursuing risk management of all things, it's like you, you're really knocking down the doors. It's been wonderful. And um, even working with Toastmaster, I shifted gears with that because I was always in leadership. And this year has been just a time to get back acquainted with just being a member of the club and, and not working in leadership, but allowing others to lead and just to follow. So it's just been some changes all the way around. Did you have to do a lot of volunteering? <laughs> yeah, because... I think it was a shock to some that I didn't want to remain in leadership and I just wanted to be supportive of others. So I'll just, I just allowed myself to just step back. And I said, if, if people don't step up, well, it, it just is what it is. I just know I need to step back. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's a very smart play. And, and at times it, it feels like it's hard to do that, especially if you've been in that leadership oh, yeah. role for the longest time. Was yeah. it, and it, go ahead. No, yeah, it, it was, but I, I just figured it would be kind of arrogant to think that I'm the only person that can lead. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I figured God would push somebody up whether they wanted to or not. I was just going to get out the way. My goal was to get out the way. <laughs> I like that. It's, <laughs> It's funny because just just thinking about it, like, was it a struggle for you to come to the conclusion I need to get out of the way? Or did you was it kind of like a long time coming? You're like, yeah, it's about that time. It wasn't a struggle for me. It was I think it was more of a struggle for people that wanted me to stay mm. because they were so accustomed to me staying and they knew that if I move now, it has to be some real growth. And people kind of like the status quo. And mm -hmm. and they they like the status quo. Yeah. And um, so it worked out, though. It worked out really good because mm -hmm. the, the leaders they have in place now are fantastic. And I knew they would be and they're wonderful. Awesome. And you're you're still in Augusta. Yes, I'm still in the Augusta area. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it gives me fond memories kind of thinking back and getting a chance to visit Augusta and just being like, wow, this is where it. James Brown is from. This is where they help. They hold the masters on a yearly basis and just all the different things from there. Like one funny thing that's aside, I'd seen this blooper of a, a news reporter that was out there reporting the news. And then he had a, a fly fly in his face and he kind of went out of character for a minute. And then when I look back at I it years later, that. I was like, oh, that's an Augusta too, man. Like you guys have a little bit of everything. I remember that blooper. It was too funny. I remember that. Hmm. So, okay. So you're asking me questions and I know it's your show, but you got to tell me what you've been up to. Oh, sure. Well, I'll give, uh, okay. So I left Augusta. I'll keep it brief because I feel like I've said it a lot of times, but I'm getting better at telling a more succinct story okay. as I've learned from <laughs> Toastmasters, but I'll do my best utilizing what I learned and not dwell on the past. So 2019 was my last year in Augusta. I was okay. working at the nuclear plant for about four years. 
and I was there up through June. And then June, I went home back to North Georgia, spent some time with my parents trying to figure out what the next move would be. And podcasting was something that I thought about for a while. So I was like, let me start a podcast. And of course, they say the, uh, the best way to start something is just start with what you have. So I had a laptop and right, right. I looked up online, hey, what kind of microphone do you use? And people were like, oh, you use this $400 mic or you use this. And I was like, maybe I'll just go for $25 right now. So right. <laughs> I got the single mic at first and then I got the same mic with this little arm on it or whatnot. But that's not important. I started doing the podcast August. I did that. I did one, didn't really want to watch it back, did a couple others, kind of got over that fear, did that through the end of the year. And then to get back into the workforce, I was like, let me sign up with this job for FEMA and started January 2020. I had a chance to go to Puerto Rico. Initially, it was going to be uh-huh. Iowa. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be in Iowa in the middle of the winter. But a chance came up for Puerto Rico, where they were helping for um, disaster relief efforts from Hurricane Maria in 2017. And then we got deployed at the end of March, no, at the end of January 2020. So we go down there like last week of January, go through orientation. We move across town on the island, kind of get set up in our group. We get to work on vacation homes going on like to beaches, the villas and parks like that, get to see those figure out what got destroyed from the hurricane, try to document what can be repaired, what can't put it into the system and all that. So we did that for that month of February up through March. And this whole time you have people throughout the office that are constantly talking about like, oh, there's this new virus on the outlook and this is what's going on and this is what's going on. And like, A couple of us were just like, "Ah, here we go again. And before we know it, mid-March, everything got shut down, went back home again, kind of waited out, see how things play out. Uh, Took a break from podcasting a bit, but then got back into it towards the end of the year and really got on it this year to say, let me put some effort into this, do some self-work, figure out whether this is the way to go or whether engineering is the way to go. So most of this year has just been doing a lot of self-work. I went to work with Home Depot in February and that that was interesting because it was, it was a different job, like working with, like working around people for at least an hour, working on the night shift and doing that from like February through November. And like coming from engineering, coming from industrial, people were kind of like taken aback a bit. But they're like, oh, okay, like, you cool. You you don't seem like too weird of a weirdo, so, so we can get along <laughs> with you. But I guess long story short, it's like leaving Augusta. I, I had a chance to kind of really rest, um, explore a little bit, do a little bit of traveling with work, do a little bit of travel personally, but then like start a creative venture and work on a new skill, so to speak. But as I do it and I keep listening back and things, it reminds me of things like Toastmasters. It reminds me of people like yourself and just being able to connect, speak with you, speak with other people and be like, man, we really had some good conversations. This are 
yeah. great, great people to be able to highlight and just to be like, I wonder what, what's going on in your life and just a chance to kind of tap in and tune out everything else that's, that may be going on or may not be going on. So that's, that's mo- most of what went on from 2019 to 2021. And now, wow, I'm, thank you for sharing. now I'm down here <laughs> in South thank Georgia. Thank you for sharing. Are you You're still welcome. at Depot? No. So I left just before Thanksgiving and took a oh. new a new position with a friend from college doing something similar to what we learned in school. And just completing the first week on the job, I was like, man, this, this works out well. So far, it's like real hands-on. You get to be in the office, be in the field, and just a good group of people to be around, new environment, something, something new to learn. Oh, wow. That's good. Good, good, good. It sounds like both of us had some interesting years. <laughs> yeah. What What was it like for you in, in um, 2020 and 2021? Like, when did you make the switch from IT to risk management? So the switch actually happened um, in 2017. Okay. And 2018, I was just in learning mode and it was a lot to learn. Mm. And by 2019, I felt like, okay, I got this, you know, I've, I've learned what I need to learn. Now I need to practice. And before I knew it, I ended up being the most senior person that kind of threw me for a loop um, because people were looking to me for, okay, what's our next move? So I was like, oh, okay, wow, this is what we're doing. And um, now I just feel like I could just roll a skate and, and do this like blindfolded. <laughs> So I I really enjoy it and um, great management team, a great personal team. And um, I would say these past two years, I got a chance to relax and to shift my priorities or organizations. So I'm more involved in, in the more community focused organizations giving back. And to know me is to know that I really, really enjoy that. And it's really great because at work and in my community work, I utilize my Toastmaster skills all the time. Awesome. They keep me sane. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's, it's been a good ride. And the biggest thing I think in my household is being able to slow down and reorganize stuff. I still got a, a lot of stuff I still want to organize, but I, mm-hmm. I got so much accomplished. Um, you know, things around the house that you put off and you put off and you put off because you're always busy. Mm-hmm. Well, with COVID, it allowed me to slow down and, and address those things. And I, I was blessed because I was able to work during COVID. You know, I realized a lot of people may not have been able to, but I was blessed to work from home and and so forth. So it was it was very interesting. Yeah. That's and a blessed time because I was able to get out of debt, too. Oh, and for oh. me, that was humongous to be able to address some things financially. Hey, that's awesome. Not having a burden on your back. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a great blessing. Nice. And how, how did you get into it? That was interesting. Um, I would just tell anybody to, to pursue that field. I, I just love it. Um, so how did I get into it? College in college, I was supposed to be a doctor. <laughs> so I went to an HBCU Xavier University, and I went there for pre-med. And the cool thing is they're they're one of the best for pre-med. If you know anybody interested in being a doctor or a pharmacist, 
that is the best. So I went there for that. That's what I went there for. Got there, realized that I should have majored in biology, but I was listening to other people because everybody around me was chemistry. So I said, well, I'll major in chemistry too. Wrong move for me. That was great for them. Not so good for me because I could care less about chemistry. Oh my God. I, I would be sitting there thinking, I don't care about this atom. He's been talking about an atom for an hour and I don't care. And that's when I went over to, after getting my grades and they were remarka- remarkably horrible, just horrible. <laughs> I realized I needed to make a change. And I said, what am I good at? And I knew that I was good at math. And he said, well, have you thought about computer science? And I said, no. And he said, well, consider taking a programming class. And I knew better because to me, that was going deep dive because I didn't know anything about computers. So I said, no, I think I need to take a computer literacy course. Best decision of my life. Because in that course, not only did I get like a big overview. And that's how I learned. I learned um, hold to part where you get the overview and then you get the pieces. And that course gave me the overview. But I also learned something that the programmers didn't get at that time. And that was how to do pseudocode. So when I went to take my programming class, after I completed the computer literacy class, I was really great at programming because I had that extra bonus from the computer literacy class of of uh, using pseudocode and things like that and flowcharts. And that helped me be a really good programmer. Between my math background and, and uh, flowcharting and pseudocoding, I could, I could program just about anything. From there, when I graduated, I, I still really didn't know what I was going to do. And so I just kind of fell into, God bless me. I, I ended up working with a uh, government contractor at Fort Sheridan. And from Fort Sheridan, I would eventually work at a bank, um, an international bank in Chicago. And I worked there for about a year. After that, I would, and oh, I have to cut out so many pieces, but after that, I would end up getting a job in the CSRA. And that's how I ended up at SRS, working out there uh, as an engineer, software engineer in Loved it so much that I stayed for years. I stayed there 13 years as a software engineer. And I realized I was kind of software heavy and I wanted to do more network, more Mm hands-on. From there, I became an entrepreneur. And that's when I started doing um, office office automation, where I could actually put my hands on things and learn about the hardware and go from there. That's amazing. I knew I, I had to have this conversation with you because I was like, you <laughs> just meeting people on, on the regular, whether, especially through Toastmasters, you have a lot of people coming in from different backgrounds and like, yeah. you get like a snapshot of what somebody does, but it's like, wait, how'd you go from here all the way to there? Like, right, right, right. like walk me through that a little bit, but that's awesome. And I forgot to tell you that. Once I became a program, I mean, once I became an entrepreneur and I was doing office automation, I started uh, really teaching and I started kind of like what you're doing with podcasts, right? I just kind of stuck my toe out a little bit, did a little teaching here and a little teaching there. And that grew until I ended up working at Augusta Tech and I'm still at Augusta Tech. I've worked there part time as an adjunct and I really enjoyed teaching people computer literacy 
But because I'm also in Toastmaster, I flipped and started teaching leadership training. So I do leadership training now at Augusta Tech. But that's how I initially started. And also um, when I was a con- when I was a um, entrepreneur, I started doing government contract work. So I did some great government contract work with the city of Augusta at Fort Gordon before I did a giant U-turn and went back to the site working, um, doing desktop support. Because of all the stuff I learned as a as an entrepreneur and contractor, I was able to come back and do help desk and, and do uh, computer support that way. And after I kind of looked around, I was like, wow, some things are kind of the same and I want to grow a little bit more. This is kind of stagnating. And that's when I determined it's time for me to just do something else while I'm out here. So I'm still out there. I just work in risk management. But I, you know, when I think about it, all the stuff that I've I've done out there, I've been really, really blessed because I've worked on some really great software systems when I was programming. Um, I got to work on the Cassini project and that was like major. I got to work on a lot of different waste tracking systems, nuclear tracking, material tracking systems. So I worked on some really good stuff. So I've been blessed. It's awesome. It It's funny. I, I think for the lo- longest time when I was in Augusta, I, I would always hear about SRS and I didn't know quite what it was. So people would always assume it's like, well, if you're in um, if you're in Augusta, you're usually working at SRS or Vogel right. for nuclear. You're a med student yeah. or you're military. It's like that's pretty much it. If you're not one of those <laughs> three teacher. things, or teacher, or a teacher, yeah, a lot of people locally work in education. So mm, that makes sense. But, yep, those are the careers. <laughs> but it's like you meet so many. Uh, so many people, because I guess the, the area seems to be transient with those those career yeah. fields. It's getting real interesting now, though, because we have a lot of people that moved into the area because of Fort Gordon. Mm-hmm. When they shifted their mission from just communication to cyber, it the, the growth has been explosive. It's, and I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Um, so, of course, we have people from all over the place. So you have all these different personalities. It's very diverse here. And I, I enjoy it. Nice. So I guess what what's that been like? Because one of the things I got into while I was in Augusta was, um, I guess, I don't know if I answered your question well before, because it's like, I know I left in 2019, but I think I'd tapered back from Toastmasters because working nuclear And then I think 2017 was really when I kind of backed away a bit and I was trying to, to take the engineering exam. So I needed more time to study, but I'd gotten into real estate a little bit. I remember that. But it's like the real estate um, group, I think it's called Aori, a a art of real estate, but they, they were kind of looking at the market in there, like when cyber was supposed to come in and like you have this influx of people and there's like less housing than there are people. But visiting now, I think this year I went back for the first time in a while and I just see like giant apartment complexes built up. Yeah. Like this <laughs> over here is developing, that's developing. Everywhere. It's like, man, it's you got to make room for people. You do. The thing is, we have the room in terms of uh, apartments and and things. I mean, they're everywhere. 
everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I think um, Columbia County is running out of room. <laughs> <laughs> So they're spreading out more into South Augusta and, and other areas, which is great. You know, yeah. it's probably not that great for people that are used to uh, things being small mm-hmm. and uh, not di- for those who are not used to living in a large city. It's probably uncomfortable because the traffic has changed, you know, mm-hmm. so it's a little different. Yeah. What, what's been one of your your favorite things about this year? Looking back. Um getting to see my mother because in 2020 I was real worried about her and I wanted to see her and I couldn't because she lives in Chicago. So I had to wait for everything to calm down a little bit and for to get my shots for her to get her shots and just to be able to fly. Cause I really didn't want to go through any airports, and, but just to be able to see her lay eyes on her, give her a hug that was great for me and to see my sister too because my family is up there so that that was one of the blessings of this year is being able and another blessing oh Mm -hmm. my daughter graduated from college last year but she wasn't able to march so they had the graduation march this year and to see her walk across the stage and to, to for her to feel the fullness of graduation because it just doesn't feel the same when somebody says hey you graduated okay here's your degree bye (laughs) when you it's different when you walk across that stage and your loved ones are there to witness it it's a different feel yeah so I just I wanted that for her and so I was so excited for her to have that and for her to have a reception and just the normalcy of Mm -hmm. graduating to have that part back that's awesome that was a big blessing too it's funny because I, I remember, I think when we met, she was like just starting college or kind of getting into the thick of it and seeing it. Yeah. Now she's on the other side. It's like, hey, another that's one wild, isn't college. it? Yeah, yeah, that's wow. And some of the people in Toastmasters remember her when she was just in middle school. So for oh, them, wow. it's really mind blowing, you know. Right. Yeah. Man, time just keeps flying. I know, right? Like my, <laughs> my younger brother, he's graduating this December is he? and I was just thinking back talking with my oldest brother it's like he's eight years younger than me and my oldest brother's 11 years older than me and we have three sisters between my oldest brother and myself and we were just looking back at like five years ago it seemed like everyone was starting a different phase of their life I was just settling into Augusta and he was going through his last year of high school, like thinking, okay, what are you going to do for college? What do you want to do next? My oldest brother just had his firstborn and it's like, man, seeing, being able to get everybody together for the holidays and just be like, wow, everyone's growing up, going in different directions and just going in their own way. Yeah. What, um, what's something you're looking forward to? in the new year for 2022? I don't know. I think I need to sit down and think about that. (laughs) Like, what is I'm trying to accomplish in 2022? I think the biggest thing is to travel more. Mm. I just, I want to travel more, but of course, with the pandemic, we couldn't really do much, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm looking forward to doing, because some people were like, headstrong this year like i'm getting back out there and i was the opposite i was like i'm not ready yet i'm gonna wait 
I'll let you all test it out. And if you are still okay, then I'll follow behind you. <laughs> but I'm looking for less restrictions and the ability to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually more restrictions so that we can fly. Let me change that. <laughs> but to be able to travel and visit some places more next year. International or Even domestic? if it's not in the, if it's not early, maybe in the summer or the fall, but I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah. Are you looking to go international or domestic? Domestic. Mm. I'm not even thinking international until 2023. I figure it will be cleaned up a little bit uh, <laughs> with all these uh, decisions that need to be made about um, what's needed to travel. I just feel like we're not ready for that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Let me change that. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> So, I, no. I so I'll be one of the ones that that braves the path for you. Just I'll go check it out. Dip my yeah, toe so out I'm a, there. I'm gonna let you check it out and tell me how it worked, and then I'll follow you uh, in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think to myself, it's like you just gotta just savor the moments and and just be able to to enjoy them a little bit. I tell you what, we definitely missed you in Toastmaster, and um. So it, I was so happy to reconnect with you again. Really, really happy. And I was really happy to see you doing a podcast. Uh, that's on my um, to-do list. I don't know when. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't sat still long enough to say, hey, is it going to be next year or the two years from now? But I'm just very excited for you. We had another person in Toastmaster that did a podcast. I think her name was Heather. Um, and she she did really good with hers, too. So nice. I, I'm always excited when I see people take off and do different stuff. So, yeah, it's funny. One of the the first people that I met at the very first Toastmasters group that I was in, um, she's a, a podcaster and actually hosts podcasts for different people in, in Baton Rouge. And really just keeping in contact with her. One of the things she always really? says is, is that you just have to hit record no matter what you're thinking. It's like, you, you might not have to put it out immediately, but just kind of jot, jotting down your thoughts and just putting those into action. It's good. And really this year being able to reach out to her, get some tips about like, Hey, what, what are some like cool things I can do to optimize, like what could I do to um, just just be better at this thing and, and really kind of develop my process. And one, one of the yeah. ideas I had was do a giveaway for Black Friday because like everybody's Aww. doing something. So it was like, yeah. I've been, I think right around that time when I was trying to sort myself out in 2017, I started using the Panda Planner. So I reached okay. out. I reached out to the company and I was like, Hey, I'm looking to do a giveaway. I'm going to give away two planners or I was going to give away one planner. I was asking them if they could give away two. And they just came out with some new planners. And I was like, would you, would you be able to help me give away two planners too? And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll give away these new ones. Um, just let us know how you're going to get That's the information stuff. out there. And I put out, the contest, like just trying to figure out how to use Instagram, <laughs> how to get people interacted and things like that. And it was a like a trial and error process where it's like you put something up on a website, right, it's like right. you get a friend or two to like look into it. It's like, hey, can you share this? Can you look at this? And then when I try it myself, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This isn't doing what I needed to do. So it's like 
being able to adjust on the fly and just yeah. make, make the adjustments. It, it taught me a thing or two. It, I guess one of the things that I found helpful with it is that each month it has you set goals and with it, you can write next to it distractions you're going to avoid. And at the end of the month, you see what were your top three wins for the month and then insights that you gained. So I, I look forward to that for each month. And then each week it has you do something similar each day. It has you do something similar. And when I was thinking about it, like, okay, the year's wrapping up and starting a new month. What do I write in this new planner? I was like, you know, if I learned anything from last month or most of this year, it's, you don't need to change anything. Just do more of the same, keep it working and just exactly. Just keep exactly. it simple. It's like, don't go, don't get into the trap of like trying to set a new year's resolution and new this and new that. It's like, nope. I'm reading every day or listening to this audio. It's the first time that I'm actually been able to go through it. And I'm not beating myself up to the fact of like, okay, I read two times out of the three times, or I read one time out of the three times. So do I start over? Do I start the count? It's supposed to be done. I was like, no, I'm just going to go for about 30 days, like from the 15th to the 14th. And I'm going to read this. And I know why I'm reading it to kind of get my mind right and stay focused on what I need to focus on that day. And it's working I'm a lot further than I think when I first picked up the book around 2017, 2016. And I think I, I, I tortured myself trying to read. It's uh, <laughs> The book is called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And I was trying to read uh, the way it's laid out is that you have 10 scrolls and you're supposed to read one at a time for 30 days, three times a day, when, when you wake up, after you eat lunch, and then before you're going to sleep. And the but way you know that, why it's broken down like that, right? Because what? you're more successful when your goals are atomic. Mm. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah. Um, when they're tiny goals, mm. when they're small. If they're small, they're attainable and you can accomplish and then you'll keep going because you were successful and you're excited. Right. right. If it's one big giant one, like I'm going to read the whole book by the 30th, mm -hmm. there's a good possibility you won't do too well. <laughs> right. Because that's kind of big if you don't want to read the book. <laughs> so instead they say, OK, let's just take one day at a time. And we're going to read a little bit for breakfast, a little bit for lunch, and a little bit for dinner. And look how those little small, tiny goals got you to one big goal you read that day. Yeah. And that's they found that it makes people more successful. And believe it or not, I learned that through a speaker in Toastmaster. I'm telling you. Mm. <laughs> that's awesome. And my own little health goals I have. And they talked about, you know, breaking your goals up into tiny chunks. It's mm -hmm. kind of like that philosophy of how do you eat an elephant? Um, you break it in small pieces, one tiny piece at a time. It, it's yeah. kind of like that. That's awesome. It It's funny that you mentioned that because like so, some things it's like you do it and you don't realize what you're doing because yeah. the yeah. like the book, the way it's set up, it's, it's almost affirmation like and the way that mm. they start you with the first scroll, it's teaching you about 
reading. And it's like everything that you're going to read from this point on, like you've got to treat it with the same respect, so to speak, no matter how big or how small it is. And it's like you, you read through it and it's like, as you're reading it, it's building up that, that habit and that action. But at the same time, it's also, it's also building you up with the words that you're reading. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Like it, 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 it's, the first, like the very first one, it's about just forming the habit of reading. So it's like you're literally learning to read the same thing three times a day for 30 days. And I think it was maybe, it was like a, the, I don't know if it was the power of habit or the one thing, but they talked about like when people go on these, um, like forming a habit, it's like sometimes they say 21 days, 30 days, but it's like, no, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you get to like 60 days or around that 66 days, like if you're doing 90 days, yeah. like by the point you get there, it kind of sticks. So that's why I think for me, it really it, becomes automatic at that time. Yeah. We'd like to think it's in 30 days, but it's a little longer, but it becomes automatic at, at that point. Yeah. Right. Right. And it, and it's like, at, at this point I'd read the first two over and over and over. And I kept like sitting there and literally counting. Okay. Here's like, like I'm almost <laughs> making the ticks on the walls. Like here's day one. Okay. I read this one and I just, and that like the obsessiveness with like making sure I had everything counted, had making sure that I had everything filled out in this journal. It, it kind of, I don't know if I'd say it drove me mad, but it kind of, it threw everything off the moment that something wasn't filled in, something was left blank. But then when I, made it work for me. And then it's like, okay, Hey, I'm, I did two, And I didn't, I didn't like the moment that I realized I, I forgot to do something. I wouldn't dwell on it as much. And then I just got up and I did it. And I was like, okay, Hey, you're thinking about it now. Just get up and do it. It's done. Whatever didn't happen tomorrow, just leave it alone. Like we're not going to go back in time and change it. We're not going to go fix this. And it's like the, the more I've been able to do that, whether it's writing, reaching out to yourself to, to speak or just doing things in the moment, but also like letting things play out longer term, it's left me a lot less disappointed and a lot more grateful and satisfied. So yeah, that it's been, it's been good. I think that that's something I, I learned this year. And even I like doing, the fact that you said satisfied. That's what stuck out. Yeah. That's going to be the word of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but I'll, I'd like to ask you um, maybe one or two more questions and I'll, I'll get you out of here because I know I, I got my times a little bit mixed up. But um, if you're doing anything online, how would you like people to reach out to you or find you? I not really doing much online anymore. Um, I am online, but not as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. That was shocking too, because I enjoyed uh, always being on Facebook, but I had to kind of tone down a little bit and to get some other things accomplished. But they can reach me by email, and that's L Coleman, as in Lisa Coleman, L Coleman three nine at gmail dot com. L Coleman thirty nine at gmail dot com. Awesome. And oh, maybe you could tell people about this Toastmasters we keep talking about. Maybe tell them how they can get into it and kind of get some of the things we got. 
So you can join any Toastmaster club now because a lot of them are meeting online and, and they have either completely online clubs or hybrid clubs. You can just search in your community, your city, Google, and reach out. Typically, there's going to be an once you pull up that club's website, there'll be a contact person on that website. Just reach out to them and they'll invite you and give you the code so that you can learn more about this wonderful organization. In Augusta, we have a couple of different clubs. So just go to the website and check them out and see which one you're interested in and reach out to the contact person and consider attending especially because it's so easy to attend any of them again, because most of them are on Zoom or some other online platform. Gotcha. And now that you mentioned it, I won't go long on this, but I, I remember um, speaking of all the clubs that were in Augusta, I think it was maybe like five. And then there's the one they were trying to start at Sprayer. And um, yeah. Did that one not work out? We, I, you know, I was going to mention it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that one existed for a couple of years, but just last year we decided to close it because before the pandemic, we were about to launch an expansion. Mm-hmm. But then after the pandemic, when we realized we couldn't meet in that facility anymore, and many of us were members of other clubs anyway, that it made sense to close that one and just let people focus more of their attention on the other clubs. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, I guess you had that. And then I also remember the, I forget, there's the the group I think you'd nominated me for. And I was like, man, that would be awesome. But then it was right about that time where I was like, man, I wish I could do that. So that was New Leaders Council. And right now, they've taken a hiatus because of the pandemic. What, see, what's been interesting about the pandemic mm-hmm. is either your organization kind of took a hiatus or they expanded, right? Um, and if they expanded, that's because they created a, a large online uh, footprint. Mm-hmm. And that organization locally decided to um, take a hiatus but that's just for Augusta. Now, the organization as a whole, no, they're still doing theirs, I guess, in the online platform. So look in your community. Um, and the easiest way to do it is just to go to newleaderscouncil.com because they just had new people uh, sign up. Mm. So if you're still interested, and I think you would be such a good candidate. Oh, my God, I really do. Go to new leaders. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, newleaderscouncil.com or just Google that. Mm-hmm. Right. Google New Leaders uh, Council and you'll see. As a matter of fact, I'll reach out to you after this because right. I really think you would be a wonderful candidate. Um, they're still taking participants, uh, not for next year, because they typically at this time they start for the next year. Mm-hmm. So you missed the window for that. But I still want you to go to the website because this gives you a whole year to kind of watch and see uh, the kind of things they do and what they have to offer. And I think you would be interested. I really do. Gotcha. And um, a lot of really good leaders come out of that organization, just like Toastmasters. Um, <coughs> we have a, a local person. Matter of fact, <coughs> I think you and he are the same age. Mm-hmm. And I met him in New Leaders Council. And when I met him, I said, oh my God, you need to run for office. You just, you just need to run. <coughs> 
And he finally ran for a more visit. He was already in leadership, but not as visible. But now he's very visible. <clears throat> I'm sorry. No, you take your time. Um, yeah, so he's doing really great now. So <clears throat> That's awesome. And one last question I have for you is from our from the question I asked you earlier, are you still who you say you are? Am I still who I say I am? Yeah, I'm still me. I'm still me. I haven't really changed. The core of who I am is giving back to others. And that part about me has not changed. I'm always figure out a way of how to bless somebody, how to teach somebody, how to give back to others, how to pour into others. I think that's the essence of who I am. Awesome. Thank you, Mrs. Coleman. Thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye.